Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com, and it is a hump day Wednesday, and it also happens to be uh, a Federal Reserve, this is the second day of a two-day meeting. This is the day they make the announcement. There's going to be a press conference, uh, the dog and pony show, uh, as I guess all as it took was for producer inflation to go to double digits. Uh, we found out yesterday, uh, producer price index up 10%. Uh, and, of course, you know, 10% the way they count it. Uh, we know that uh, wholesale inflation or, or uh, consumer inflation uh, was at 8%. And of course, February numbers, March, uh, most people are talking 9 or 10% there as well. And, and Jason, we're going to get a whole big whopping quarter of a point interest rate hike and a pretend that we care and want to fight an inflation story coming out of the Fed today. Well, that might uh, do a whole lot of nothing when the inflation numbers go up maybe another 1% next month. <laughs> I don't know how that how that math works, Joe. I, you know, someone needs to explain it to me. I mean, because you got to remember now, they only have this meeting every six weeks. Now, they could have a meeting at any time. Right? It's not like it had to be in six weeks. They, they could have said, hey, you know what, time out, we, we screwed up. Uh, we got to have a little emergency meeting, and, and we should have been hiking rates a year ago. Uh, but again, remember, everything's a crisis. And this is how they operate and, and when, uh, and they keep promising, oh no, no, we're, we're gonna get back to normal. You know, but, uh, you know, next year or the year after, we never get there. And now, unfortunately, uh, and all of you know this, uh, this is a futile effort uh, you know, you'll get the, the stock cheerleaders. Listen, Wall Street's not going anywhere. Wall Street's going somewhere, and it's not up. That I guarantee you. Uh, home builders today, they haven't even raised the rates yet. Uh, the 10-year note, I just want to uh, let you know, uh, we've been watching this yield curve inversion yesterday. The 7-year note started yielding more than the 10-year. Uh, the, the big indicator, what that means is, listen, the bond market is saying, hey, bad things are happening. Uh, in the, in the markets, we don't talk about junk bond markets. Yields are rising. Uh, Russia today, uh, saying it's up to the United States whether or not they make this bond payment. Uh, the, the, it looks like, I think it's gonna be a no-go because it looks like the Russians wanna pay it in rubles. And, of course, this is a dollar-denominated uh, loan. So I, I don't know. As of right now, uh, Russia has not made their bond payment. This would be uh, the first, I guess, uh, major currency default in, in a long time. Uh, but when you get the lower-dated yields, and, and they like to watch, especially the two-year versus the ten-year. When the two-year note yields more than the ten-year note, that's the bond market's way of telling you a recession is coming. And, Jason, it's just like I told everybody. I've been telling everybody exactly what's going to happen. How can I know what's going to happen and Jay Powell and Janet Yellen act like they're clueless? Because the real reason is they're not clueless at all. 
I don't know, Joe. I got they already know. know what's going to happen. They just say they're just not going to come out and tell you that this is what's going to happen because if they did, right? Could you imagine if Jay Powell told the truth today? They probably have to shut Wall Street off, Jason. At the beginning of what we were saying with Russia and the United States, I I, I got the uh, three stooges in my head, you know, because you're you're basically saying that. Uh, Russia is playing a game. Hey, uh, hey, uh, it's up to it's up to the United States. It's their responsibility if we're gonna uh, if we're gonna make debt payments. If things are gonna go better, it's all their fault. It's, so I, I, I like Curly and Moya. You hit the hand and then it swings back around and hits the other guy back in the head. Because hey, we'll pay it back in rubles. Hey, you just destroyed the ruble, but hey, we'll pay your debts back in the thing that you destroyed. It's it's. <laughs> It's it's kind of a bad joke, isn't it, Joe? It, it really, really is. And I was getting to, you know, the home builders today came out and said, man, yeah, sales, we're not real optimistic anymore. Uh, and, of course, obviously building new homes is very expensive, takes a long time. You can't get anything. Uh, and already uh, with the 10-year note at 215, they're saying that, uh, sales, uh, people looking to buy has dropped off significantly. Uh, retail sales today. Wow, missed by a mile. It look, I, 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 and I don't know yet, but based on the retail sales today, uh, the, the first quarter GDP, Jason, looks like it's going to be negative. So we could all right now, a recession technically is going to be two quarters of negative GDP growth in a row. Uh, but, but today, no good news is out, but you know, the Dow's gonna, you know, the Dow's up 400 points because their main cheerleader, Jay Powell, is going to talk. And I got a funny feeling. He's going to say, yeah, we're going to raise rates, but hey, there's a lot of clouds. You know, I don't know, you know, Russia, we, you know, Russia, Ukraine, energy, right? Uh, you know, China shutting down again. He's going to give a whole litany, uh, of reasons of why they may not raise rates as much as people think. Right, Joe, and you were talking about homes there. I mean, uh, in my neighborhood, they're still putting homes up, and you know, here and there, not quite as fast as they were last year. And uh, they're all missing garage doors. They have these big pieces of plywood. It says "Do not remove." And uh, there might be a whole new market out there, Joe, for uh, for new homes with no uh, garage doors because they can't they can't get the garage doors in to put them in, Joe. It's uh, uh oh, right? It is amazing. Yes, a garage door. We can't even make those anymore. Pizza Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Pizza Radio News Hour. Joe Jacob with Jason Walker. Uh, Tesla has hiked prices. This is crazy. For the second time in less than a week, saying that uh, commodity prices skyrocketing uh, and forcing uh, price hikes Two in a week for Tesla. By the way, come to find out, uh, Tesla was buying uh, their aluminum bodies, the aluminum from Russia, of all places. Uh, and then uh, we've, we've talked about nickel. Uh, the nickel market closed again today, Jason. They didn't even oh, make no. it 24 hours, uh, and they had to shut it down again. And this is something, again, this is of huge concern. These are signs. These are warnings. When all of a sudden the, these markets, which have run for years, 
decades. And then all of a sudden they just start blowing up. Those are warning signs. You know, we saw it in the coal market, uh, the nickel market. Look at what happened uh, to Barclays in the oil market, right, and all of these things uh, where all of a sudden these companies are losing faith. In, in these commodities markets, and, and Jason, because there's so much money out there, these trades are absolutely going wild. Yeah, I got two quick things. One, uh, it's uh, you know maybe the garage door market's closing because they're not getting them on the homes. At least where I'm at. Uh, the other thing is, didn't didn't Elon Musk challenge uh, Putin to a, like a fist fight or something? He wanted to go out in the backyard. I think so. Yeah, yeah. he wanted. He wanted to, hey, I want to I want to beat you. you know, he's a judo. I guess Putin's a, a judo guy, and the judo club or whatever uh, decided to take him off the uh, leadership role or something but then uh, elon musk said hey i want to beat you up let's have a fight it's 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 it's, it's ridiculous what what the uh, the company and the government leaders uh, the behavior it's, it's i don't nuts. know about elon musk but well, I, I and i know putin's in his 60s i think putin would whoop his ass but i don't that's know just man me. that's that's not, that, i think know. that would be an interesting i, I bet that would be really I mean, good tv <laughs> let me tell you right now there you go right hey I got a way for Russia to make their bond payment. UFC can never sell. We have a pay per view, <laughs> right? A pay per view. You know, every, you gotta you gotta buy the pay per view to watch him and Elon Musk. Dude, I guarantee you, they could raise 117 million dollars for that. Yeah, they could sell a thousand dollars per pay per view, and that'd be a lot. Of, you know, they'd sell that big. <laughs> you know, when you talk about garage doors, we're like, we can't make really, we can't, and it's everywhere. That's one of, and it's not just garage doors. I'll give you a great, you know, my office here, we're, we're, we're doing an update. We have like this kitchen area, for lack of a better term. And it really, I say kitchen area, we got a refrigerator, uh, with eight feet of cabinets that, you know, has a sink in it, you know, and we've got a microwave and, and, and a coffee maker and some cabinets where we store, you know, cleaning supplies and paper plates and stuff like that. It's eight feet long. It took over four months from when my wife ordered the cabinets to when they finally get here. And they tell us, hey, listen, we can't measure for the countertop. we got to get the cabinets in first. And then we'll put the, you know, measure for the countertop. So two weeks ago, the cabinets get in. The guy comes and measures for the cabinets. And yeah, yeah, we'll be back next week. A week goes by. My wife calls him up. And this is Home Depot. Home Depot goes, oh, well, yeah, we're backed up with the, uh, with the countertops as well. And, and it's going to be, uh, nine to ten more weeks to get an eight-foot countertop, Jason. That's right, Joe. Say, you know, the, you, the one thing about uh, the, the guys out there that are the prognosticators that uh, say there's going to be a huge market crash, and they also you know, you got these guys, hey, there's going to be a housing crash. You know, the prices of housing are going to crash worse than 2008. I, it's just not going to happen. It costs too damn much to, to build a house. You'd be lucky to get a house built for $400,000 in the middle of nowhere in Montana. So, you know, just like what you're talking about, you can't get garage doors done. You can't get countertops. Uh, the, the cost of the houses are going up. Now, I think there's going to be a crash in the housing market, Joe, and it's going to happen. I've said this before. The prices of houses will go up 5%. Your $400,000 house over 2022, well, it's worth 420 at the end of 2022. Hey, hey, things aren't so bad. You know, my house price went up. 
But if 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 the inflation is twenty percent on food and energy, that's a that's a that's a crash on, on your housing prices, and at the same time you're paying way more for everything, Joe. It's it's really a, it's really a bad situation. Yeah, and, and it's something where uh, I I don't know uh, how this really ends well at all, and, it, and it's not supposed to. Right. This is this is really when when you sit there and you think about what's really happening. You got all the warning signs. Right. Oil shot up to one third. Now it's down at ninety seven dollars, and people are celebrating like that's some kind of a deal. And and, and again, uh, temporary. And I've already told you the answer. It's called demand destruction. And this is what the home builders are saying today. They're saying, mm, uh, "Yep, you know, not a lot of people were coming in or before, and the ones that were coming, you know, let's face, you got to have a lot of money, uh, but already, just this slight tick up in interest rates has uh, the the buyers disappearing, right? Destruction of demand." Uh, Oil today. So they had oil inventory reports, and and uh, there's two different ones. But th- th- there was really unchanged when you take in f- the, the the amount of crude, gasoline, distillates. When you do the math, it's unchanged. But we had more oil, pro- probably from the strategic oil reserve on the market. But the one thing they noted was that there's been a noticeable amount of demand destruction. Right, you know, four dollar and seventy cent gasoline is going to do that to you, uh, and this is really how this thing is going to end. We're we're at the uh, the uh, not even the bad part yet, right? We're in the hyperinflation part, and we see all these warning sounds uh, where where markets start breaking down, and they've got to close this oil market they got to close the the nickel market over here uh nobody knows if russia's uh gonna be able to make these bond payments and now uh the default markets are starting to show signs of of uh, liquidity problems and, and we see all of these things and we see let's face it wall street really can't go anywhere you know it'll rally for a day or two then boom uh, make new lows. Rally for a day or two, and then boom, make new lows. Uh, and, and they're going. And I think that trend's going to continue. But the bad part's going to be as prices keep going out of sight, and the economy continues to slow, and the Fed's going to hike two or three times. It's when it finally breaks. That's when the hard part really is going to come in, because that's when you're going to see. Demand destruction everywhere. And then you know how it goes. Listen, we've seen it before. We've seen it before during the the housing crash where all of a sudden you couldn't give it away. And, Jason, I think we're going to end up seeing that all over the place, that uh, you're going to have banks that can't give away bonds, right? They're trying, hey, I want to get these bonds off my books, but nobody will take them from me. This is the type of demand destruction we're going to see. Yeah, I agree with that. That's ex- that's exactly where it's headed. You know, demand destruction is that's the key word for where we're headed. And you know, it's not it's no coincidence that the Russian war started when inflation was uh, 
not going anywhere, Joe. You know, they, for all of 2021, they kept saying all these things, and you know, it makes me wonder if the Fed really were just were. It was it was kind of ridiculous. It was it was it was funny how much they were ignoring or, or trying to play down inflation all during 2021. And then as soon as they sort of just said, admitted, it's like, well, I guess there's not much we can do about this. And then that's when that's when Ukraine happened, Joe. Right, exactly right. Let, let, let's talk about the inflationary part. Single-family rents posted an all-time record high year-over-year increase, according to CoreLogic. Now, this isn't the Fed. Right, and their BS math. Core Logic actually goes and looks at okay, calls the rental companies, right? Calls BlackRock, right? Calls them up. Rents were up, single family rents up 12.6% year over year. So January 2022, rents up 12.6%. CoreLogic said January of 2021, rents were only up 3.9%. So if you really go back to 2020, rents overall are up almost 16%. But listen to some of these. Miami, rents were up 38.6%. Orlando and Phoenix were up pretty much 20%. The lowest annual increase just happened to be in D.C., Jason, of 5.6%. Think about that was the lowest. You know where the Fed's at, with where they say housing inflation is? They're still at 4%. So they're nowhere close to what's actually going on. But can you imagine living in these cities? And let's face it, these are the cities where all the big increases are are the cities that where everyone's going. And you got to pay twenty and thirty percent more uh, to live in a, uh, in a in an apartment building, Jason. It's absolutely insane. That's right. Yeah, we I live in one of those areas, especially with the uh, the Louisville fires, where you know you lost some house you know housing inventory, and there was still high demand. So it's it's not really reflective to the rest of the country, um, where where you know they're moving out of these rural areas or moving into these cities, and then rents just go crazy. And uh, China, China did the same thing for a long time, Joe. They wanted everybody out of the rural areas. You pack them into the cities, and then uh, you know things like what's going on with inflation. The rents will just go spiraling upward. I mean, when I bought my house in 2020, uh, it was good timing for me because uh, the rent on that house that I was uh, I was renting, I, I can't even imagine. I, I was at 19 or 1900, 1950, Joe, and I'm pretty sure it's like 2400 to 2600 for that house now. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Just, and it's 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 crazy. Uh, how about this out of PepsiCo and Procter and Gamble? They they they've decided that they think that they they've hit the point where raising prices isn't going to work. So they've got a new plan. Uh, the PepsiCo says that they have changed the packaging on their Gatorade products. And they're going to have four less ounces on a thirty, like take thirty-two ounce a thirty-two ounce Gatorade is now only going to have twenty-eight ounces. Doritos, potato chips, and all of it, all their chips, they're they're taking chips out of the bag. Uh, they they're, they're they're right now. Listen, they even have a number. 
hey, we're starting with five chips. Right? We're going to take five chips out of every single bag of chips. Uh, and, and hopefully uh, the prices won't continue to rise. If they continue to rise, hey, we're going to take even more chips out. Procter & Gamble says toilet paper rolls. Uh, get ready. You're going to have a whole lot less. They're, they're, they're saying for every 12 rolls that you used to get from Procter & Gamble of toilet paper, uh, you're now only going to get 10. Whoa. You're now only getting now. There's still going to be 12 rolls in the package, but based on how much roll, how much they took off of each roll, you're really only going to get 10 candy bars from Reese's peanut butter cups to Snickers. Yep, get ready. They're going to be changing the shape of all of your candy. Uh, so it weighs less. In other words, hey, we're just going to give you less candy. And even now, think about candy. Candy bars are like almost two bucks at the store. I remember when I was growing up, I think a Snickers was 15 cents, and it was like twice the size. Pizza Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800 uh, Gold is down. I got gold down 15, but I... I think Kinko's got it down like three dollars, but either way, uh, nineteen fifteen, uh, silver twenty four seventy five, crude oil, uh, just under ninety seven dollars a barrel. Matter of fact, uh, just went into uh, positive territory. A uh, couple of breaking things: uh, a tsunami alert has been issued for northern Japan, uh, the Fukushima area. Remember that one. Uh, hit with a 7.3 magnitude earthquake, uh, 700,000 people out power. Uh, I don't know any more than that. We'll see. Hopefully not. Let's let's hope that there's not a uh, a tsunami and we have a uh, more issues with that nuclear power plant there in Japan. Uh, I'm here at Patriot Silver. We got we got a. Make this announcement. I, Jason, I think uh, you guys made this announcement on your show yesterday. Uh, silver is taking a while. Uh, we have access to it, uh, but silver eagles are two to four weeks out. Uh, even now, utility or junk silver, uh, we're looking at about a week to ten days out, Jason. Uh, as demand in, in those markets, just, it's just overwhelming, uh, the supply, Jason. Yeah, yeah, uh, man, I mean, the, the silver supply and the silver spot price, uh, they're, they're not, they don't equal each other. Uh, the, the physical silver is just not as attainable, uh, for a couple of years now. I mean, before coronavirus, uh, silver was, you know, what it was. Yeah, hey, here's the price, here's the, the, the amount you pay over spot. It was pretty pretty easy, you know, but ever since coronavirus, Joe, yeah, it's uh, the silver supply and the spot price just don't match. It really feels like there are somebody out there that really wants to keep buying it at, at uh, absurdly low prices. Somebody's really hoarding it, Joe, and uh, it makes it hard for us to get it. I mean, if if if, if uh, there's none available and if we keep bidding it up, and you know, all the buyers keep bidding it up, bidding up, trying to get it, at some point there's just not enough for everybody that wants it, and. Sure. You just gotta have to be patient, man, because when we get it, we'll sell it, right, Joe? 
Yeah, that's right. We haven't been cut off. We can still book stuff. Uh, the second they cut us off, that's when we'll take it off and we won't sell anymore. But for right now, uh, that's what's happening uh, in the silver market. As Jason said, supply is overwhelming. Uh, but, Jason, I'm going to kick it to you, uh, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. No problem. <clears throat> so as Joe was saying, uh, yeah, be patient with the silver. Uh, I'll say this, be patient with anything because uh, as, as – I've been filling orders uh, the last few weeks, especially uh, since the beginning of this month, and we really we saw an uptick in gold and silver sales. Uh, as soon as I get a little bit of supply, get a little bit, a few extra coins in the vault, uh, somebody comes in and wipes me out. So here in Colorado, and uh, Joe, Joe has buyers that come in and does the same thing, but uh, I got buyers that come in, they, they pick up their invoice, and they always buy a few extra things. If, if you're one of my guys that comes in here in Colorado, a lot of you guys, especially the cash guys, you come in with a little extra money. You buy stuff off my desk, or I got a few extra uh, gold coins in the vault. Currently, I don't have gold or silver extra available. You know, I had I had some customers come in. They bought. They said, "What do you got?" I said, "Well, I got a couple a couple rolls of rounds." You know, I, we don't sell rolls of rounds on special unless we have a supply of it. We don't sell silver eagles on special here at Patriot Trading Group unless we have a supply of it. You know, it do, doesn't make any sense to have a special on two rolls of silver eagles. So there's always. A few things lingering around in the vault. Well, you know, I have customers that come in now, and they come in, they pick up their invoice, and they just have a lot of extra money, and they're like, uh, how many rolls of dimes you got? I say, I have, you know, I don't know, 15, 25 rolls, whatever. I want all of them, okay? And how many rolls of quarters do you have? I got like three rolls of quarters. I want them. You know, I got 35 rolls of half dollars. Yeah, I'll take all those. That's what some of these, these buyers are doing when they come in. You know, I, what am I going to say? No, of course. You come in. That's what we do. We we sell. And, and Joe, right? I don't know if you're back, but. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely, you know, uh, when we're talking about stuff like this, this is exactly what's happening. When But when we have the world's biggest suppliers uh, and, and the biggest suppliers here in the United States saying, I didn't get my delivery, right? Hey, the mint they were supposed to be here on last Thursday. Still don't have them, right? And and don't know when I'm going to get them. Uh, when when all of a sudden uh, the 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 bags of of silver disappear, right? And and again bars. There's people. A lot of companies aren't making bars right now because they don't have to. Uh, and so the supply just evaporates. And like Jason said, and we're seeing this here. Uh, th- this this is going to be the best month in Patriot history this this month. This is how big demand has been, uh, and, and, and it's just one of these things. It's like pulling on a string, right? Eventually, uh, the string breaks and there is no more, and, and you see that, too, in, in, in all of these paper markets. Heck, it's one thing when the physical markets are breaking down. But when the paper markets are breaking down, like you're, you're at that point, you know what? We can't sell any more paper in this market. It's completely broken. That's the type of stuff that's happening. And again, people have no idea the amount of money the Fed could, you know what? We didn't have any idea because the Fed was able to hide it for 12 years. Uh, they're normally only supposed to be able to hide it for two. They went to the Supreme Court and said, hey, oh, you know, and it's a national security safety, right? It's for the good of the country that we we hide this, and the Supreme Court let them hide it for another 10 years. We just found out, what was it, in January, I think, Jason, 
that not only did the central bank do all the bailouts that we thought, but they ended up doing more bailouts that no one knew about for hundreds of trillions of dollars. And then we also learned in, in, in the, the issue in 2019, if you remember that, uh, they didn't get to hide that for another 10 years. So we found out about that right around the same time. And once again, what the Fed said they did and owned up to doing versus what they really did and the amount of money they really created, uh, this is why we're in this mess. Right, right. They, uh, they out loud during the, uh, the 08, uh, housing crash, they, uh, they admitted to, uh, five trillion dollars in different ways of, of floating the markets and saving the banks and all this stuff. And, uh, the documents straight from the Fed from a FOIA request ended up being 29 trillion. And, uh, it's very possible that they've been putting a trillion dollars a week into the repo market since uh, early 2020 when uh, the, the repo market was having troubles in late 2019. So a, a trillion dollars a week, and it's possibly it's, it's never stopped, Joe. But they're not going to admit to that, are they? No, absolutely not. Don't worry. A quarter-point rate hike is going to fix it. Pizza Radio News Hour. We're going to be right back after the break. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Yesterday we had a special, yesterday with 20s at 2195. We actually sold out. Uh, and then uh, Jason in the afternoon, I said, you know, I think we're going to be able to find more. Uh, go ahead and keep selling them, which we did. Uh, I've got 50 more, but that's it. I got 50 more. Twenty dollar gold pieces at at twenty one ninety five. After that, uh, it's going to be uh, twenty two and a quarter because there's, there's just no product out there. Uh, but put them away. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Buy this pullback because that's all it is. Uh, by the way, I got two breaking stories. Uh, Bloomberg uh, is reporting that the world's largest energy merchant, it's a company called uh, Trifigura, they trade hundreds of billions of dollars in commodities. And this is what's happened in crude oil and gold and, and alt nickel. Apparently, they are facing margin calls in the billions of dollars. So this is the same problem that hit uh, the Japanese or the the Chinese billionaire. Uh, looked like that was going to be a ten billion dollar hit. They had to bail them out, uh, but they're saying the wa- largest independent energy trader in the world is facing billions of dollars in margin calls. And this, and I'm going to keep saying this guy's name. Zoltan Pozar, he was uh, at the New York Federal Reserve. He now works at Morgan Stanley. He's been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. And he calls it what he calls the margin call doom loop. Where... Company after company in every different, it doesn't matter, bond markets, commodities markets are going to be wiped out by these wild swings. Think about crude oil. Hits an all-time high. 
well, I guess well, it wasn't quite an all-time high, but it hits $130 a barrel, the highest level uh, since 2008, and drops 27%, goes into a quote-unquote bear market in a matter of days. And now we're going to find out. And I've been saying this, Jason. How long have I been telling people, dude, there's, somebody's on the other side of all these trades, and they're going to get wiped out. The Financial Times is reporting uh, that uh, the world's largest energy traders have joined insolvent banks. Uh-oh. That's not my word. This is the Financial Times. Europe's largest energy traders have joined insolvent banks in calling on government and central banks to provide emergency assistance to avert a cash crunch as sharp price moves triggered by the Ukrainian uh, Ukrainian crisis strain the markets. Well, Joe, I mean... uh... It's not precious metals, but uh, when the nickel market stayed open only one day and shut down again, I think it's just kind of showing you where things are headed, Joe. I mean, if you can't even keep your nickel market open, you know, you know who knows how many tens of thousands of people that do that business are, are crippled because of the shutdown. It's it's probably getting ready to happen in many other uh, sectors, Joe. Yeah, and this is like, and again, well, this is what. Uh, Pozar was saying, hey, this is going to be like a rolling thing. Think about like rolling blackouts. Well, first it's, it's, it's in LA, then it goes to San Diego, then it goes to Sacramento, right? Then, then, then it goes to Bakersfield, and then it goes to Oakland, right? This is what he's talking about in these commodity markets. And now all of a sudden, this is going to take out, you, you're, you're, you're talking about the largest energy traders in the world being taken out overnight. No bank can take $8 billion, $10 billion, $15 billion hits. They, they can't. And, and this is, this is the, the problem in the Financial Times accurately put it. Listen, these banks are insolvent whether you want to, want to agree to it or not. And I don't give to you know what what Jay Powell says. They've been behind these markets, bailing out these banks for 15 years. And now here we are. Now you're telling me, let's see, uh, the nickel market's broke, the coal market's broke, the oil market's broke. What? Hello? And, of course, what's happening right now, well, we're just going to pretend it's not happening. Remember during the financial crisis, Wall Street pretended it wasn't happening for over a year. Let's face it, the housing market crashed in late 05, early 06. The financial crisis didn't really hit until 2008. We've got the same problem here. Inflation started running wild really at the end of 2020, all through 2021, now to 2022. And I, I promise you this, this is going to end very, very badly. And it's all because the central bankers 
didn't want to pay the price that it happens. Hey, when things crash, banks got to get wiped out. People got to get wiped out. You got to reset. They didn't want to reset. Now, instead, Jason, of a little reset, we're going to get a whole global one. And, Joe, I'll even go back a little further than that. I'll say that this problem started in the 70s and never went away. There was two things to get rid of the inflation and the problems in the 1970s. They, they came up with the petrodollar, which they're not going to have that option now. And they, uh, they, they, they we gave all of our, uh, our uh, industries, all of our manufacturing over to China so we can manufacture stuff cheap. You manufacture everything on two cents to the dollar instead of paying a whole dollar. That subsided this, what's going on today. We, Joe, they don't have an answer for this this time. We're going to talk about that petrodollar and what Jason's talking about in this final segment. You're not going to want to miss it. 800-951-0592. I've got a couple lines open. Uh, get them, get your, get your orders placed. Listen, this is happening. And I know the, you know, today the Dow's up today because they want to be happy because Jay Powell's going to come out and, and do his little song and dance. Listen, things are blowing up everywhere. Uh, the Financial Times doesn't come out and write a story about insolvent banks and margin calls, uh, right? Just, just, uh, uh, you know, get people's, uh, energy or, or blood pumping. There are major, major problems inside of all of these markets. And, and, and unfortunately for all of us, Jason, it, this is just one of the symptoms of of the of what has happened uh these aren't causes these are just the symptoms and, and the problem is think about this today the fed's supposed to start taking liquidity away yeah. the financial times is out there saying hey by the way all these companies and banks are calling their they're calling the governments and the central banks to, to bail them out they need a liquidity bailout jason yeah, I, I haven't heard too many stories. I know there's a couple, you know, few and far between of companies that are just turning and burning and just really kicking butt, Joe, you know, since 2020, especially since 2021. You know, Apple doesn't say they're doing great. I hear they're having problems. You know, I, I hear Facebook having problems, Netflix having problems. These are the biggest companies. And then, of course, the, the yeah, lowest Netflix companies. has lost all of their gains that they got. You know, remember, Netflix went crazy during the financial crisis. But really quick on the oil thing. I want most people, you know, you need a little history lesson. You know, remember the oil embargo of the early 70s? The agreement was made with Saudi Arabia in 1974 to sell all of their oil in dollars in exchange basically the united states agreed to protect saudi arabia militarily that was kind of the agreement yesterday saudi arabia announced that they're getting ready for the very first time since 1974 to accept payments for their oil in something other than dollars. And, of course, what was it? No shocker, right? It's going to be Chinese yuan. This is a huge, huge development. And I don't care who you are. Think about this. Almost 50 years of an understanding of oil price in dollars. You protect us. And now Saudi Arabia is like, you know, mm, we're tired of that. We're tired 
of your authoritarian ways. We don't like it that you haven't supported us enough in Yemen or you haven't supported us enough with Iran. You want to uh, let Iran back into the nuclear deal. Uh, it's time for us to find a new friend. Right, Jason? That's right. You know, we keep saying that the Federal Reserve uh, dollar is a Ponzi scheme. In other words, it's a pyramid scheme. If Saudi Arabia is going to start selling their oil in yuan, that's like somebody really high. You know, on those pyramid schemes, boy, if you're at the top, man, you can make a lot of money because it's all the guys under you that are, are feeding your machine to make the money. But all these pyramid schemes, all Ponzi schemes die. And this is, Joe, this is kind of like one of those bigger players at the top of the pyramid scheme uh, sort of stepping out of it, right? That's exactly what's happening in, in all of that. And when we we look at all of those things, this is what's going on. I don't know. The girls are looking at me funny. So anyway, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two.